Learn how to build your faith on God's Word and live a life of 100% victory 100% of the time. As you listen to the senior pastor, Davis Christian Center, Pastor Kingsley Okunkwo, and expect God's Word to work for you. We'll continue the series we've been doing titled GPS. We've been um, talking about the fact that God wants to lead or guide every believer. God wants to lead and guide every what? Believer. We're entitled to that. That is, that is how God wants us to live. He said in his word, he doesn't want us to be like the ass and the mule that have no understanding. That they have to drag about, have to literally drag them about with, with, a, with a beat and a bridle in their mouth. Praise God. Psalm 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Listen, um, one of the major um, commitments from God to us is a commitment of provision. One of the major commitments from God to us is a commitment of what? Provision. God wants to meet your needs. So, so that scripture there is saying, the Lord, you know, when we're young, we learn this thing like a prayer. We just recite it every day or whatever. You know, it's not a prayer at all. They're just telling you, um, it's like a statement of fact, that if God is your shepherd, you won't lack anything. If God is your shepherd, you won't lack anything. Hallelujah. So you just have to make God your shepherd. If God is your shepherd, you won't lack anything. A sheep has no worry in this life. The only worry a sheep has is to follow the shepherd. As long as he's following the shepherd, he'll be fine. The shepherd does all the worrying for him. Hallelujah. The shepherd does all the worrying. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Hallelujah. So, um, what is actually separating you and whatever it is you're looking for in this life, whatever it is, it's your ability to be led or guided by God. Your ability to follow your shepherd. That's what's separating you and whatever blessing you're looking for. God being your shepherd. Now, all of us might not be billionaires. Everybody might not be millionaires. But God wants to provide for everybody. No matter the level you're in, he wants to meet your need. What this scripture is saying is that if God is my shepherd, I have no unmet need. So I, I, I shall not want. Somebody get what I'm saying? I have no unmet need. If God is your shepherd, you will have no unmet need. He will guide and lead you into everything you need to do. He will guide and lead you even into making decisions. There are a million and one decisions you make in your lifetime. I mean, too many decisions. That's why I don't even know why a believer will never... Because for me, this was one of the first things I had to settle as a Christian. How to be led by God for myself. For myself, I had to know what God wanted me to do, how God wanted me to do it, how, leading of God. It, you make too many decisions in one day. You make so many decisions in your lifetime. From very important things to even very small looking things. But they are all important. And they will all bring you peace. Let, let, let's, let, let's see. Let's see something to the end. So the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Next verse. Let's go on. He said, he makes me to what? Lie down in green pastures. People are looking for green pastures everywhere. Am I correct? Everybody looking for green pastures. That's some people's daily life and work. They are looking for green pastures. They said, when you go to the shepherd, he will make you lie down in green pastures. He said, we lead you beside what? Still waters. What they're saying is this. 
There are some pastures that might look green, but you will hustle till you die. <laughs> you know, these people say, I must go to Canada, I must go to America. In their mind, they're thinking about the border. Once you land, one white man will walk around bag of $100K. Say, welcome to the United States of America. This is your first package just to help you settle in. <laughs> there are some pastures that are green, but there is no peace. You will not sleep. You will hustle from day one to the end. Somebody gets what I'm saying. But they're saying, look, he said, when, when me, I lead you to my own green pastures, he said, I will also lead you beside still waters. See the next thing they said. He said, he restored my soul. Hmm. I, I don't want something to take us focus. This is not the message. I'm just, this intro. I don't want it to carry us far because he said, he said, he restores your soul. Do you know some people, they have money, but their soul is lost. They have, they have the material thing they're looking See, all these people that do ritual, they steal somebody's underwear, they do for one night. Their soul is lost. Something has disconnected. There is an unrest permanently that they have. They have chicken. Be honest, you're looking for. They have big house, big car, bands. No peace. No peace. They know. I don't know if you get what I'm saying, Sha. Say, look, you will restore your soul. Do you know sometimes your peace of mind? Is more important than any material thing. Ask doctors, they will tell you. Doctors will tell you. Highest cause of problems is anxiety. It has nothing to do with wealth. You can be, all these guys that committed suicide that we, we, we saw about them, Anthony Bodin, but they, were, they had just anxiety attacks. Just panicking. But this one said, I will restore your soul. You might have been through a hard time, eh? but I will restore your soul. You will just be at peace. In fact, you won't look like what you have been through. You won't look like it. People will be envying you, but they don't know your story. You know, you've been through a lot of but you see, but there's somebody taking care of you. So you just look good. You don't, some people don't know there's the, a the supernatural way you might have an issue, but you don't worry about it. Supernatural grace supplied, and you're not just bothered. It's, it's called peace that passes all understanding. What they're saying is that the peace eh, makes no sense. Why you should be at peace? Where well, somebody that has way more than you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Somebody that has way more than you, have, his life looks way better than your own, he's, he's having anxiety attacks. He can't sleep at night. You don't know what it's like not to sleep at night. You can't just sleep. As in, you, 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 you can't. Some of us, we fight sleep. We sleep too much. <laughs> but some people can't sleep. Can't sleep. Some people can't eat. Can't eat. Have you ever, have you noticed that, that, that have you, remember, you remember the times in your life when you were so bothered about something you didn't have appetite? That's happened to you before. You, you, no matter how beautiful the food, you can't just eat. Some people live like that, eh? Continuously. They can afford it, but no appetite. They can't eat. He restores my, so go ahead. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Hmm. Go ahead, I don't want to take too much time. He said, yeah, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? Say, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. So things might look bleak, might look uh, rough, might look dangerous. But he said, I'm calm inside it because you are with me. So your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I don't waste time in all those things. He said, thou prepares a table before me in the presence of... That's why we don't pray for our enemies to die here. They are part of the display. They must be there. They are part of the decoration. Because the table must be prepared in the presence of... If you kill them, who will be there when your table is prepared? You can't rise without having enemies, though. 
in this day and age, you want to be great, you won't have haters. There are people that does their work. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Basically, look, when God is your shepherd, we might not all be billionaires. That's not what um, the Bible is trying to promise us. We might not all be millionaires self, but you see, you will have no unmet need. At that your level, whatever it is that you need, God is committed to providing for you. And should I tell you something? Should I tell you something? Hope you know you would not necessarily be happier owning your own house than paying rent. You know, some people have that. And, and, and of course, naturally speaking, everybody desires to own their house. And I pray that you own your house. But I need you to understand that don't always postpone your peace. Don't postpone your peace. Some of you, the best place for you to be now is in that rented place. You have more peace than to start one project and you can't sleep. You know, some people have died before they finish the project because the project didn't allow them to sleep. Hey, hey, hey. Roofing. When they give you the beef, the beef or roofing, you just collapse and have stroke on one side. You see, you must know as a Christian, our lives are not like that. We don't follow natural order. Of course, it's great to have your own car, but some of you, eh, your peace is in that taxifier that you take. Because once you have car now, you start every day checking road. Hey, traffic in. Hey, your peace has gone. Meanwhile, if you do your taxifier, JJ, you do your laptop, the work, and they do other things. I don't forget what I'm saying. Because most of we postpone our peace into things. Don't understand that. Look, follow what God is giving you and what is. Le- See, trusting God is not just about trusting His ability. Hallelujah. You need to follow him. Trusting God is not just about trusting his ability. Sometimes it's about trusting his timing too. Trust his timing. If this has not come, it's not just the time. He will do it. And whenever he does it, I trust that timing. That that will be the best time. Hallelujah. So just relax. Just relax. Let him be your shepherd. Like I said, you will have no unmet need. You will have peace. Hey. <clears throat> what do you prefer? You see, naturally, we would like to have rice, raw rice in our house, be able to have money to buy rice, buy raw fish, buy tomato, and cook uh, stew, cook rice uh, with fish, and eat it. Abi, that's good, Abi. Which is better? To have all those things, as in go to market, go and price fish, go and price rice, argue with the person selling it, you put abuse yourself, you go to the other shop, buy rice, buy fish, buy tomato, come grind the tomato, now boil the tomato, now cook the, the tomato, boil the rice, boil the fish, and eat. Or, trust God, God orders your step, you go somewhere and somebody offers you cooked rice with fish and everything already prepared. You see, naturally we think, oh, I must have the money. God is saying, look, it's food you want. It's not cooking you want, it's food you want. It's not going to market you want, it's food you want. I don't know if you got what I'm saying. But, but you see, our minds are trained in a certain way to believe. See, God talked, I'm going to do a whole series on trusting God. God talked about the birds, when trust, talked about the birds, that they have no, 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 no saving, they have no job, they have nothing. But every day, they just wake up knowing that, hey, God will take care of me. And God does take care of them. And God is saying, look, if God can sustain these birds that have nothing going on, no savings, no nothing, why on earth do you think he will sustain you? You're just bothered about many things that you have no business bothering about. Somebody get what I'm saying? Trust God. Trust his timing. He's always working. Like I said, but your major job is to learn to be a good sheep. You get get what I'm saying? 
Don't worry about the, the responsibilities that falls to the shepherd. Your own job is to learn to be a good what? Sheep. Very simple. The Lord is my shepherd. So you be a good sheep. Leave the job of the shepherd. Shepherd's job is to provide for the sheep. And one of the responsibilities of the sheep is to hear the voice of the shepherd. We read that in John 10. He said, my sheep know my voice. Did you bring that up? He said, my sheep does what? Knows my voice. So your responsibility as a good sheep is to know God's voice. Look at it here. He said, my sheep hear my voice. And I know them and they what? Follow me. So that's your responsibility. Knowing his voice and following his voice. You'll be fine. Knowing his voice and what? Following. You'll be fine. That's all your responsibility. Your life is actually not your responsibility. You have a shepherd. Your main responsibility is following the shepherd. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. You just have to, how much of the shepherd do you know? How much of him do you follow? Do you actually, do you know that God is ready to help you in every area? He wants to meet your need if you will be humble enough to consult him and listen to him. Hallelujah. There's nothing you're looking for that he doesn't want to do and he doesn't, as you've already done them. Praise God. I, I shared a story last week. Interesting. You know, I shared the story of my, of my, the bicycle I wanted to sell. I mean, remember the story last Sunday. So, um, I, can't recap, I can't recap the whole story. But short and long, I had a bicycle I wanted to sell that I couldn't sell. And um, somebody said, God told him to ask me for the bicycle. Very expensive bicycle, over a million now. You know. And um, I was very angry initially. Just, just that you. But I knew God was, you know, in it. You know, but, um, so I gave him the bicycle. And I shared the story in church. After service, somebody came up to me and said, uh, great service, I enjoyed myself. Um, I want to pay you for that bicycle. I said, I've already given somebody the bicycle. I've given the guy the bicycle. He said, no, I'm not, I don't want the bicycle. I just want to pay for the bicycle. The money you would have sold it for, I just want to pay you for it. I said, bring it on. Bring it on. That must be God. Yep. Yep. You see, how would I have figured that out? That um, 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 God leading somebody to ask him for the bicycle, me being willing to give the guy the bicycle, will eventually still give me the money for the bicycle, which I wanted to sell in the first place. I could not have mapped that out physically. I don't know what you are holding up in your life that is stopping the next series of blessings that are about to flow. And this way, everybody's happy. The guy that got the bicycle is happy. I'm happy, definitely. And the guy too that gave it is happy. He's not the first. People don't give you money except God tells them all. No, it's right in Nigeria. The hustle is too real. Nobody's going to give you one naira except God is talking to them. Somebody know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so, so I, I don't know what, what you are. See, you see, my, my concern at that time was to sell my bicycle. It wasn't a big issue. But I wanted to sell the bicycle. I even needed the money. So I wanted to sell the bicycle. I did the money because part of the pledge I wanted to do for my project. I wanted to add the money to uh, the giving I wanted to do for the mainland project we're doing. So I needed the money, really. That's part of why I didn't want to dash the bicycle out. I said, this money is, I want to use this money. Not that kind of money. But I said, hey, give him. So I don't know what you are holding up in your life that is stopping something from flowing. Little obedience. Your, your job as a sheep is to hear the voice and what? Follow. That's all. Leave the calculation. There are many things that will happen that you, there's no way you can calculate it. You, you see, I, I told you last week that we are not led. Which FM, which radio station do we use to hear God? 
Spirit FM. It's only Spirit FM that he has got. Not mind FM, not body FM. We don't, we, don't, we, don't, we don't reason these things out. It's your spirit. Your spirit is one that connects with it. So you just obey. You just obey. So if you are looking for 100 million dollars and you are per capita and you are trying to reason who, who, who can give me you? Chief Ogbueke, he's broke now. Chief Mbadiwe, he lost the election. He can't give money. You are processing natural thoughts. Then you start calling people and they will start insulting you. I don't your presence or when you drop the phone. Has somebody ever called you to ask you for something that when he dropped you, you'd be like, this guy where so? Has it happened to you before? The guy asked what kind of money you're thinking. Are you okay? <laughs> I don't know if it happened to you before. I don't know. Really like you don't know what I'm saying. As in, you, you don't even get five million for your own whole life put together. Then somebody calls you and say, guy, look, I get like 15 or 20 million for your hand. And you're thinking, what? <laughs> so that's what happens when you're, when, when, when you're not led of God. Just asking people. You know, anyhow, you, you, you just become a nuisance. No. When God leads you, even if you are going to ask somebody, you will ask only one person and you will, get, you will know that God has been dealing with the person too before you ask. Just like the story, my story I shared last week. Somebody get what I'm saying? Your job as a sheep is to hear his voice and to what? Follow. So I'm teaching you how to hear his voice. That's what I'm teaching today. Your, your following part is your own part. You have to do that by yourself. So, how does God lead us? There are a few ways God leads us as believers. Um, please get the other parts of this teaching. This is the third day. So please follow. We're going to do this all through the month. How does God lead us? Um, the methods. I've, I've dealt with the medium, which is our spirit. But now the methods of how God leads us. The first and principal one is by something we call the inward witness. The inward witness. It's from the scripture that we read last week that says that the Holy Spirit... Bears witness with what? Our spirit. The Holy Spirit bears witness with what? Our spirit. The Holy Spirit bears witness with what? Our spirit. So this first type of leading is the Holy Spirit actually making an impression. They say it bears witness. It's like it makes an impression in your own spirit about something. The Holy Spirit impresses your spirit, gives an impression or a nudge or whatever you want to call it, an impression on your spirit to do something, do something. Just like the guy that, that, that guy I talked about that I gave my bicycle, he said something kept telling him to call me, to call me, to ask me. That's that something most times is the Holy Spirit impressing in your heart, do this thing, go to that place, do that thing. Hallelujah. It's called the inward witness. It is not articulated in words, but you just know this is what you should do. You just have a feeling. We sometimes we call it a feeling. Say, I have a feeling. I just felt like it's the spirit. You have to master that feeling so that you separate it from the feeling of your mind or feeling of your flesh. This one is feeling of your spirit. When a believer says, I feel like doing something, you need to know that's the Holy Spirit impressing on your spirit to do something. Let me show you um, an interesting episode. Um, Acts of the Apostles, chapter 16, from verse 6. Acts of the Apostles, 16, from verse 6. The Spirit of God bears witness with our spirit. Look at this, guys. So he said, now, when they had gone throughout uh, Phrygia and the region of Galatia, these were preachers. This was Paul and his team. They were preachers. This is their work, preaching everywhere. So they said they had gone throughout Phrygia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden of what? The Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. The scripture we read before, they said the Holy Spirit bears witness with what? Our spirit. Don't forget that. 
See what they said here. They said they were forbidden of the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. So they were preachers going everywhere preaching and they were about to go to Asia and they said the Holy Ghost forbade them. They said, hmm, just felt something wrong. No, 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 no. He forbade them. They wanted to go, just said, no, no, no. He forbade them. It was an impression in their hearts. They said, don't go. It wasn't said in words. He just didn't allow them. They, they felt restrained. See, anytime as a believer, you want to do something, you are feeling lost. You are feeling confused. You are feeling that something is unusual. Everything looks good on paper, but you feel empty. You feel something is not just sitting right. That's the Holy Spirit making impressions, giving you warnings. You don't have to date 20 men to find your husband. You don't have to kiss 20 frogs to find your prince. Somebody get what I'm saying? My wife was the first person I dated as a Christian. First person ever. Follow your, follow, you don't know, you don't know, you're ass and the moon, so you follow everybody. I date you, if it doesn't work, I leave you. I date you, if it doesn't work, I leave What are you doing? What are you, what are you, what's going on? Hallelujah. So, 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 so. You just feel that impression. You want to go on a trip and you feel very empty. You feel very aloof. You feel very lost in your spirit. This is not your mind. And this is not laziness that you're tied to God. That's different. I'm talking about a spiritual thing. You just feel an emptiness. There are many people that say, I must go for burial. I must go for burial until they bury them. I must go for the wedding. There's nothing you must go for. If you don't feel that peace, don't go. It's better for, for you to be angry at income and for us to put up us to be alive. I must go. You must not. The only, the only person that must be in a burial or a wedding is the person they are burying and the person they are marrying. Any other person is optional. The only two people that must be in a burial is the person they are burying. If it's not you they are burying, you can be absent. Because if you're funny for all kind of a burial and say, where is the person we are burying? He says, it's not here. Let's try. <laughs> he traveled. Then there'll be a problem because we all gather to bury him. <laughs> So the person we are buried must be here and the person that is getting married must be every other person can be absent. There was a pastor, big church. Had, you know, most times when, when the church is very big, you, you get people that just hate you. You know? <laughs> so he, he lived in all sorts of places that um, there was a lot of hate against churches. You saw what happened uh, over the weekend where they shot in mocks and all that. So think, he lives in those kind of areas where things like that can happen. And some time ago, Sometime later, somebody got born again and came to confess that he, he has always been in part of an assassination team that has been sent to kill that man. But he told the man that every time they plan to do the thing, that day the man will come to church. So later the man corresponded the story and said there are many Sundays, him as a senior pastor is dressed up to go to church and something we just, we just feel an impression, don't go to church today, senior pastor, pretty pastor. But you see, he had grown so much to be hearing God that those days he would just take off his jacket, sit down and drink tea. And tell somebody else to preach. There's no, there's no way you must be. That must be there. Some people have gone for burial and they didn't come back. No, no, no. Gone for wedding and they didn't come back. I'm not saying you should not go, but I'm just saying, look, be led. You feel something off. Don't say I've given my word. Relax. Oh. Relax. Check that. <laughs> I can never forget when we. <laughs> We're doing a, if you notice in church, there are things we don't generally do in our own church. You need to know that all churches have um, emphasis and they have what God, the pattern God has given them. Because church sometimes, church members and members are the ones that put pastors in trouble. 
Because I want the pastor to do everything. Everything they are doing something in that church. Let's also do it here. No. If you like that, go and go there. This one will be doing every, the only pattern God gives us. Next year we don't do nine vigil. If you like nine vigil much, come here by seven in the night. Lock yourself and pray. He has not told me to do it. I won't do it. Nothing wrong with it, but we just have things we do and things we don't do. I, I wish people can be free from generally the, 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 you know, looking like everybody disease. Yeah, what are they all doing now? This is the dress that is raining now. If this dress is raining now, but it's exposing past everybody, you shouldn't be exposed as a Christian. Let them rain with it. Put that. It's not you. Not everything with the rain you must, you must wear. This is what this they are doing now. You must do everything doing. You must do. What's your problem? So there are things we don't do. If you notice, one of the things we don't do as a church is that we hardly do an outdoor meeting. We don't do outdoor meetings. We always do indoor meetings that are either related to either concert or teaching or things. But we don't do outdoor meetings. But this time, many years ago, <laughs> we wanted to do an outdoor meeting. It was called Another Glorious Bedroom. Serious, oh, this thing is tough, passing on at the local. Another Glorious Bedroom. Outdoor Christian Gospel Carnival. From the day we decided to do it, my piece walked out the door. My piece just opened it. Eh? Glorious way. Just carry him back. My piece opened the door. They go. But I'm still there. Glorious. I mean, my useless team, we all agreed. <laughs> that time, many years ago, it was many years ago. Yes, a good idea. Every step towards that program, my fear and panic was increasing. When the flyer came out, hey, fear. Some you are heading in a direction, you are getting more and more afraid, more and more lost in your heart, but you are continuing because you don't want people, people have seen you, you don't want people, look, it's never too late to turn around. Never too late. Your total protection is tied to you following. A sheep is one of the most useless animals in terms of fighting. It has no horn. Even his leg is very thin. His whole dependence, his whole life is sustained by his dependence totally on the shepherd. He can't fight. Can't do anything. Sheep, nothing. That's not no horn. No, nothing. Not like, <laughs> long ear. But that ear is for hearing. Because that's where his savior is. Hallelujah. He can't even run fast. He can't run fast. Um, those other things, antelopes and co, they have hind legs. They have big back legs that make them pump, 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 cheap. Thin, thin leg like this. Because they are meant to be sustained by their shepherd. Not by hustle. So, that the flyer came out more fear. Every day as we were moving nearer and nearer the program, the fear and panic was increasing. And it never, it never happens to me. They do. And not, not even just they do. And not that. Glorious bed. <laughs> we were bringing some big, big ghost parties of that time. Unique ones that people will enjoy. There's one guy, if I mention this, some of you will know the name, but he used to work with Fela uh, Malikula Kuti and he, he now left the band and became born again. So he had his own gospel band now. So it was going to come. Then we had, uh, um, um, I don't mention his name, some of you know him too, but I'll mention it. Um, Dekule Fuji. Gospel, some of you might not know him now, but some of you in entertainment, you know him. He was supposed to come. So, was, we're going to rock all night. It was a night VG outdoor. We're going to rock all night. Then we had free suya. Hmm. This thing is not a small bedouin. This one, I look like this. Now, you look, come on. If you know this bedouin, we'll have plan. 
another glorious bedu. But every day, as we were getting nearer, tension. So finally, the day came. First thing that happened that day was that the other guy that was coming to sing from Fellas, this thing that has not born again, he first called that he's not coming. We said, no problem. We have one or two other people with the Dekule Fuji coming to rock. He came tonight. Things were being set up. Around 10, Dekule Fuji landed, him and his people, the whole band. They began to do sound check. They, do, 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 do. they were testing their things. Everything was working fine. Then he noticed that it was a big open park, but there, were, there was one joint near one corner that they were drinking. He said, they are drinking in this place. He said, hey, that's, that, that's not, this is the, where we are. That drink is somewhere else. And we even want them to be hearing, because these people are here to drink all night too. We want them to be hearing another. So that they too will get born again. He said, he can't sing where they are drinking. I said, he's not, they, are not, they are not drinking here. See where they are. He said, he can't sing here. Uh-uh. I said, we are not the owner of the place. We can't drive them. He said, he's not, not so like joke like joke. Just around 11, by this time it was around 11, almost to 12 midnight. He said they are going. In my mind, that time, I was saying, where you want to see transport? Because they didn't, they didn't drive, they, were, they came by public In my mind, I was saying, where you want to see transport? This 12 midnight, you will stay here last, last. You don't even know. In my mind, I was happy. I, think he, I was thinking he won't go. So he said they want to go. I said, you, there is even no transport. How do you want to go back this night? While we were busy doing this talk, I said they parked their equipment like joke, like they parked their, their workers front to know where the bus stop. I was thinking you can never see bus at 12, past 12 in the night. Those days, they were no, you can't get bus at that time of night. One empty coaster bus from hell. <laughs> because they were living in Oshodi, um, uh, Liquidio and all that. So, one empty bus came and said, Oshodi, straight, Oshodi, straight. Straight. They entered from Festac to Oshodi, straight. They left. Ah, the two main acts were gone. I said, it doesn't matter. This are not the glorious bedu must hold. So we have some other small artists. We have the free soya. As it came to time to start, this was past 12 already. Wanted to start the bedu. It was already running late, but let's just start. As the person that was supposed to lead opening prayer, as he picked the mic, I said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming. Can we never take light? But the devil is a liar. Another glorious bed. You see, things like this is what would have happened to Paul and Co. if they had gone into that Asia where the Holy Ghost forbid them. They say, mm, don't go there. But they say, mm, we are called. We are apostles. We must go. They say, don't go. You will not achieve anything to be a frustrated trip. How many business people have entered a journey? You've invested money, brought lawyer, pay him, brought accountant, pay him, bought license, lease property, this, and the business never started. And millions pumped into it. You, print, you printed letterhead, one billion copies, printed complimentary card, 16 billion copies. So if you still have the card in your house, go and throw it away. You have it piled. And the business never kicked off one day. What could have spared you that stress if you were following? As the guy did the thing, you went off. We said there's Jen. These are not that 
Must Go on the giant. Because we had hired the giant. In those days, you can't do events without a generator. We had hired the giant. Giant say here. Me, we died there. Nothing will make me start today. Everybody pull them. Everybody beg them. This gen, I beg. You are the last hope. The gen, no start. We say, okay, last, last. There's no music, no concert. Our suya. Let's eat our suya and go home. Everybody go to the suya stand. Mistake. We would have said everybody go to the salt stand. Because that useless aboki that we put there. First of all, the suya was not well done at all. It was still practically raw. Secondly, it was salt. It was roasted. It was salt that had meat on it. Not meat that had salt on it. You couldn't even eat it. My brother, by the time I see that suya, I just carry the few things where I get. And they go to my house. Immediately I enter out, my peace way don't travel since. Just open up and say, Welcome. <laughs> Baba, welcome. <laughs> he just you know, finally came back. So now you can never get me to do an outdoor thing ever. Eh? Another. <laughs> hey. The Holy Ghost forbade them. He said, mm. So if you want to marry somebody, every time you are talking about you, you feel lost. Something feels wrong in your spirit. There are people that I mean, and uh, Jonathan, will, every time you mention it, something is missing, something is empty. But you are pressing on because people have heard, we must not. All those people they have left on the altar, if they had heard, they would have canceled the altar by themselves. But they were pressing on. The shame you don't want to face now, there's a bigger one. That cannot cancel. I've told people already, leave those people alone. Leave them, they are not the one that call your life. You have to be what people say. They, see, whether you complete it or you don't complete it, they will say anything they like. Oh, people say. Bishop Edipo shared the story how he and some of his associate pastors then he came out of, their, of his office to their office and he saw that one of them was preparing to travel. He said, Where are you going? I'm going for a wedding or something, traveling. He said, Don't go. He sense in my heart, those I should not go. The guy said, Ah, he must go. He said, Don't go. The guy said, I've given my word. He said, ah, your word is immutable. It's only God that his word can fail. You, your word can fail. Relax. Don't have any pressure. If you know that you say you were coming and later you sense strongly, you should not go. Call them and say, I'm not coming. Or off your phone to you after the event. <laughs> you can't explain. Are you here, somebody? After Bishop Edipo entered his office back, the guy still took somebody's car. He had told them not to give, not to let him go. In fact, I think he sees the guy's car key. He took somebody's car. And left. By the time Bishop came out, I said, where is that guy? He said, he has gone. Ah! He told those guys, chase him, chase him with the car. Chase him now. <laughs> By the time they caught up with the guy, he was under a trailer. And that's what they were seeing. They said, don't go. He said, hey, I must go. I must go. I have, I've given my word. Your words are not immutable. You have fixed what you can cancel it. If you feel that peace is lost, let's finish that scripture. Let's finish that scripture. Did you come back? He said, they, they were, we wanted to go to um, um, Asia. He said, but the Holy Ghost um, 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 forbade them, forbade them to preach. See the next verse now. Go to the next verse. He said, after they were come by to Messiah, 
They went for Asia first. He forbade them. Then they came back to Messiah. They are saved. That means they plan to go into Bithynia. Say, but the spirit what suffered them not. What, what suffered them not means the spirit did not allow them. He didn't allow them. Give me a contemporary version of that. He said, he didn't allow them. So they want to see. So see, see what happened. They are preachers. Their job is preaching. Just like you. You're a businessman. Your job is uh, selling or doing contract or doing whatever it is you do. So they, they wanted to go to do this business with uh, this company. And they go like this. And they say, mm, don't do the business with them. Oh. Your deposit is not going to come out. So they say, ah, they move back. Then they say, okay, if it's not this one, it must be this one, Abby. So they go to this one. They say, mm, he forbade them again. He said, he allowed them again. This was in, in pressures in their heart. Not that the Holy Ghost said with mouth. It's not every time he says it, uh, Kingsley, Kingsley, Kingsley. No, it doesn't happen like that. The Holy Ghost was just impressing in them that, Mm-mm-mm. don't go there, don't go there. So they didn't, couldn't go to Asia, they couldn't go to Messia. See what happened next. Next verse. He said, um, proceeding all through Messia, they went down to the seaport of Troas. Next one. He said, that night, Paul, what? Had a, give me, turn it to King James here. He said, that night, he was in a vision. It wasn't really a dream. It was a night vision. There's a difference. All right? He said, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. And there stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, what? Come over to Macedonia and what? Help us. Come over to Macedonia and what? Help us. Hallelujah. And after that, he has seen the vision. Immediately, say we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord has called us to go there. So, this you see, the reason why some of you don't get direction hmm, of where you should go is that you didn't obey the direction of where you should not go. That's serious. Because your concern now is what should I do? Your first concern should be what should I stop doing? Or not do. Because in this case, remember, he wanted to go to Asia. They said no. He wanted to go to that Messia. They said no. It was after he didn't go to those two places, stayed back, that he got the direction of where he should now go. This is why many people miss it. Because you just do anything you like. You just do anything you like. That God will direct me along the way. You're already into many things that he can't bring you out of. You're already dating Bomboy. But that's not who he wants you to marry. You're already dating Philomena. And that's not who she wants. I don't know why I thought of Philomena. But, <laughs> but that's not who she wants. But you have already given your word. But that's not it. But you, there's another person that got. But you, 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 you're stuck. See this case. There was direction for them. But they had to first not go to some places. To get where they should now go. It's important though. Not every business you see you took. You just put money. Ah. So if you check what you have lost. In these bad investments all your life by now, you should be as rich as Dangote by now. You just throw the money. Anything they tell you, they are selling. Just buy. I had a friend like that. That time that shares was raining. He made one money. That time, he had one million naira profit. Ah, this was many years ago. One million was big money. He just, and that time, everybody was saying, that's why I say, Pastor, I'm careful about preaching what is, I try to say what the Bible says. Not what investment. Investment that is making sense today might not make sense 10 years from now. So that's not my job. You go and investigate what's good for you to invest in. That's fine. That's not me. My own tell you what the Bible says. So that time shares was running. Everybody was saying buy shares, buy shares. So he made, he made that money. That night, he got home and called the stockbroker he knew. He said, I want to buy shares. This night. The guy said, we have closed. That tomorrow. He said, no. Not tomorrow. This night. 
because I want to invest that money. He persuaded the stockbroker. The guy said, okay, look, I'm already far. First thing in the morning, I will come and collect the check. He got to the guy's house first in the morning, collected the one million naira. As he was going, the Holy Ghost told him, Ekushel, Mr. Investor. Well done. Ah, he felt something was wrong. Told him, call that guy and tell him not to pay in that check. Ah, stock was doing very well that time. So he obeyed God and called the guy and said, hey, 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 the check I gave you, don't pay it in. The guy said, ah, I already paid it. He said, you can't have paid it in you. How many minutes do you live here? The guy wants, you know how, you know who man be wants money to their hand? So come on, it's a different discussion, no? Police and lawyer and uh, federal, uh, this thing, Air Force, will enter the matter. To collect money, you gave him two minutes ago. So the guy, don't pay it again. The guy said, ah, we have paid. He said, you can't have paid it. You know, take away, don't you know? You know? <laughs> That's how fast he reversed the decision. The next day, was when stock market crashed and people's money were hanging everywhere. The next day. Imagine if they had paid that money. You know some people, the day a bank was closing, that same day, some bank, that's when they carried their life saving. 10 billion. Into, they are the one. <laughs> the day they were, they, they are locking gates to close the bank. They said, no, please. Please, collect my life saving before you close. <laughs> Destroy me before you close. <laughs> Finish me. Give me stroke and high blood pressure before you close. That day that the bank, some people paid money that day in billions and they lock up. Come on, say I'm a good sheep. I will hear his voice and I will follow. So, number one, hearing is um, inward witness. Second one is called the inward voice. Okay? The inward voice. First one is inward witness. Second one is inward voice. In inward witness, you don't have necessarily have words. You just have knowings and impressions. Like then Paul, he forbid them to go. They didn't just feel like they should go. He had those leadings that, "Mm, don't do that, don't do that. It's an impression. I have many stories like that. You know, there was uh, them, and like I tell people, look, there's nothing you're going through that we've not gone through. We, all, we, don't, we don't land in this kind of place. We've, we've, we've been through some of these levels that you are shouting about. So many, many times I didn't have transport money. No transport. So one day I was in, I was in my Bible school then uh, and, and in the morning and one guy walked in. Never seen him before. Never met him before. He walked into the, into the place and the Holy Ghost just impressed in my heart. Said, take note of that guy. I didn't even know why. I'd never seen the guy before. I just took note of him. And you see, at the early stages you need to be, be testing what you are hearing to be sure to know when God is the one speaking I want to but it takes some testing to be sure of it. So this was part of the, those my early days. So when God impressed him hard about this guy, I said, okay, no problem. Then um, later in the afternoon, after lectures, I entered the bus on my way home. Now my, my transport was going to end in that particular bus trip. Wherever that bus was going to stop me was where my money would finish, and I would have to find a way to go home. And it was still far. I had no money. So as I entered the bus, I like to sit in front those days when I sit in public transport. I sat in front. And as we were going, somebody was preaching from the back of the bus, the very last seat. I was in the very front seat. Somebody at the very last seat, the end, was preaching. And the moment the guy began to preach, the Holy Ghost reminded me that the guy I showed in the morning, that's the guy preaching. And I was like, ah, you know, I had to test this. I didn't know whether I was just having strange impressions. I was really being led by God. So um, when we got to the last bus stop, um, I came down first because I was in front. But I didn't go away. I stood and waited for everybody to come down. To, I wanted to confirm what I was hearing. And true to it, the last person on that seat that was the one that was preaching was the guy I saw in the morning that God told me to take note of. 
Remember, my money has finished. My transport has finished. I didn't have money to go home. Maybe the guy came down. Never met him before. Never seen him before. Maybe he came down. He shook my hand, introduced himself, held me like this. And he said, guy, I'm a guy. You know, guys don't like to hold themselves like this. If it's a baby, it's fine. But you can't just hold two guys, hold themselves. <laughs> but he just shook my hand and he just held me as we were talking. He said, hey, this, 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 this. And he just held me like that. And he was taking me to the next bus stop like that. And we entered the next, we're heading the same area. Find out what we're going to say. So like that. We entered the next bus and continued talking throughout the trip like that. You know, he didn't know that I didn't have money. In my mind, I'm saying, this one, you just talk like this. You have carried somebody that had money inside bus. Then go beat us to the yeah, yeah. Then go beat yeah, yeah for our body. And that's how we're in the bus and they just asked uh, for money and he just paid for both of us. He said, I didn't have money. But God has showed me the provision for my transport in the, that was going to happen in the afternoon. He has shown me the provision in the morning. Somebody get what I'm saying? When is the inward witness? It doesn't come with explanation. It's just an impression. You just know that do this thing, it begins to unfold as you do. It's an impression leading. Or don't marry this person. Later you find out, oh, it's good I didn't do it. You know, that's why you must trust God because sometimes something he's telling you now won't make sense until later. So you must trust him. If you want to always understand before you obey him, you're not going to enjoy God. And the guy paid. So, so it's, it's always an impression. That's divine leading. That's an inward witness. Second one is inward voice. That one comes with words. That one is, is, is clear on what exactly it is saying. So let's read one scripture quickly. First um, Kings 19, verse 11 to 13. DJ, let's be fast. First Kings 19, 11 to 13. I'm going to start rounding up from here. So, DJ, let's fast. He said, and he said, go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by and a great and strong wind tore the mountains and breaking pieces the rocks before the Lord. But what did they say? I can't hear you. What did they say? The Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, what happened? An earthquake. But what? The Lord was not in the earthquake. Next verse. It says, and after the earthquake, what? A fire. But what? The Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, what? A still small voice. That's the inward voice. See the next verse. He said, and it was so when Elijah, what? Heard it. He began to move. All the other noise and everything wasn't God. Or God was not in those. Direction didn't come from those ones. But it was a still small voice. It's also called the inward voice. It is so small, but it's a, it's a voice. And it's words. It's unlike the first one that is an impression in your heart. This one is words. But it's very small and very light. It means it's so small you can miss it. Sometimes you wonder, did I even hear that thing? If you're not careful, by morning, if you hear the thing by morning, by afternoon, you're even doubting if you ever heard it. That's how still and small it is. You obey it promptly. You obey it promptly. It's a still. God is not forceful when he's speaking to you. You're not saying, you must do it, I'll kill you. No, it doesn't like that. It's a still, small voice. He needs the sheep to follow. Still, small voice. I rarely um, hear this one, rarely. Because as you grow in the Lord, you need to know how God speaks to you mainly. God speaks to me mainly by inward witness. All right? I rarely get encounters where I hear the still, small voice. I do once in a while, but it's rare. Some people do that. Some people get that more often than others. So you need to know what, 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 what method God likes to speak to you more. Still small voice. I've shared the story how um, my brother were doing a puzzle and God told me two, three, four. That's, that's one of the only times or a few other times like that that I've heard the still small voice. It was words, it was a specific number or a specific instruction. Still small voice. Hallelujah. Okay. So it comes into your heart but it's words. The last one, the third one is vision and trance. We mentioned, we mentioned it earlier. Apostle Paul um, saw a vision of that guy saying, come into Macedonia and what? Help us. In a vision, you are um, seeing the picture. It's like you're watching a movie, but you are seeing the picture in your spirit man, okay? You are seeing this picture in your spirit man. It's like a movie, 
but he's in your spirit. So remember Paul said, he saw the man telling him to come to Macedonia. A vision is not dream. It's not the same as dream. All right? The major difference is that in a vision, you will be awake. But in a dream, you will be what? Asleep. Okay? We'll get to that. Let's just try and move quickly. So, um, so Paul saw that vision. The guy was beckoning on them. Say, come over to Macedonia and what? Help us. So they knew immediately what that meant. That they should move to Macedonia. All right? So that's a vision. Or a trance. In a trance, the difference in a trance is that you are seeing the picture like it's almost outside, like it's almost real physically. That's the difference. In a vision, you are seeing it in your spirit man, even though it's still a picture. It's still a movie, like a movie. But in a trance, you are awake and you are looking at it like the way I'm looking at you, but I'm seeing the images. It's also a spiritual thing too. Um, that's what, then dreams. Dreams on that one. God actually does lead people with dreams. The issue with dreams is that you can't always depend on it as a major way of God leading you. All right? Even if that's the, that's the more um, occurring thing you have now, you need to grow to better ways of being led. The challenge with dreams is that um, many things can also cause dreams. If you eat too late in the night, you will dream. If you sleep hungry and not eating, you will dream. If you watch a movie, a horror movie, chances are the demon in the horror movie will chase you in the dream. So it's not everything. So that's the problem with dreams. Bible itself says that in the multitude of business, Dreams can be born. So once you are thinking of something too much, bring it up. He said, for a dream comment through what? The multitude of business. So if you are thinking of something, it happens to um, guys and girls a lot. If a guy is always thinking about a girl, he will not dream about her. I say, Pastor, I think she's my wife. Now lie. You just think about her too much. Same thing with a girl. If you are always liking a guy, your crush, your crush. After a while, he will appear in your dream. He says, God, I said this. It's not God, it's your dream. Somebody getting this. On that challenge with dream is that you can't get real time direction. For instance, you are somewhere, you are lost, you need God to give you direction what to do right now. And, and, and you are awake in broad daylight in the afternoon. And it's only a dream you used to hear God. You now tell him to give you my trust. Excuse me, let me just lie now. Maybe I go dream, no thing I go do. On the highway, on Todd Milan Bridge. No. No. So you need, you need more real-time ways of God leading you. Inward witness, whatever, whatever, you know, so that you know what to do. All right? Very important. You can't always wait till you sleep. Um, on that way, God leads us is by scriptures. Hmm. This one is so powerful, by scriptures. If you are the kind of person that you never read the Bible, I, I wonder what and what you have been missing about your destiny. Even Jesus Christ, when he came, he said, the spirit of God is upon me and all that, all that. And by the time he folded the book, he said, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your eyes. Meaning that Jesus himself read about himself in the scriptures. He saw his ministry, his destiny inside scripture. If you are a kind of person that you never read the Bible, you are missing so much because there are many things written about you in the Bible. For instance, I saw that we should go to tele- on television ministry from the Bible. It was in the Bible I saw it. That we should go to tele- take LDM television. It was in the Bible I saw it. Some of those things were so accurate. What remains for them to write your name? It will be so accurate. You'll be like, what? They're just talking to me exactly. Has it happened to anybody here before? They're like, it answers all your questions. So if you had a person, you never already studied the Bible, you are missing so much. There was one time in my early days of ministry, I was so discouraged. I wanted to, I wanted to go close up and go and do something else. And I, I said, okay, no, but before I, before I close up, let me go on a fast and ask God exactly what he wants to do with ministry because uh, you know, I've done it for one or two years. I need to be sure this was what I was going to do. So I, I, I was going on a three-day fast. I told people in my house, hey, guys, I'm not eating. Just keep my food. I'm fasting for three days, you know, and everything. So I entered my room. The morning of the first day of the three-day fast, the morning, first day of three-day fast, as I opened the Bible, I'd not even prayed. As I opened the Bible, I mean the whole chapter, Answered all my questions. What remains for them to put my name and put Lagos, Nigeria? 
It was too accurate, as in so accurate that I just closed the fast. No need. He answered everything that was a question in my heart. I just closed the Bible, came out and collected my food. They said, ah, you're not fasting again. I said, no need. As in everything I was looking for, clearly answered, clearly sorted. Since that day, I've never been that discouraged anymore. I know now clearly what I'm called to do. Somebody got what I'm saying. Why do you never read the Bible? My wife saw that she should marry me from scripture. She was in a relationship for a long time. And the first scripture she saw was when Jesus met that woman by the well. He said, the man you are with now is not your husband. Ah, that was she saw. And he stood out for her that that's God saying that this guy you are with. So she broke that relationship. After that, we met and we became friends and everything. And she was praying whether I'm the one. And God showed her that the person you're going to marry, he's the last born. I'm the last born in my house. That he's keeping sheep. I'm a pastor. That he's um, hairy and he's, he's handsome. He's also there. He's there. I'm not the one that said it. People are too kind in this church. I'm not going to let me enjoy my moment of glory. <laughs> in peace. No, but if God says you're fine, you know you're fine. Amen. <laughs> but it's all there. That he's hairy and he's a very fair guy and all that, all that. It's there in the scripture. So it was, a, it was, he answered her question specifically. He's the last born. He's the pastor. He's this and this and this. That's how she knew I was the one. See, if, if you don't read, there are too many things I've seen in the Bible that speak specifically to a situation I was dealing with at the time. Just an accurate word. If you never read the Bible, I don't know what you're missing. There are many things about your life. And see, that time, going on TV changed our whole ministry at that time. It just gave us mileage straight. Somebody got what I'm saying? Going on TV. And I got it from Bible that take the LDM to TV. Praise God. So, so scriptures. It's another way that God leads us. I didn't have time. I want to talk about prophets too. God doesn't lead us by prophets, by the way. It's not part of how God leads a believer. You will never see in the New Testament where a prophet was giving another person direction for their life. That hey, thou shall be a doctor. Thou shall be a lawyer. Thou shall go to uh, Jericho. Thou shall relocate to Jordan. Never see that. Every believer is led by their spirit. I get what I'm saying. The only things that prophets used to do or that can do for you is to confirm what you already carry in your heart. Not that they're the one creating what you're carrying. No, you already have a leading. You're probably either not sure or you're trying to think whether this is God. And they can confirm to you and say, hey, I sense God is saying you should do this thing. And you say, yes, I have that in my heart. I didn't have time. I want to read an experience that Paul had, but I don't have time to, to do that. I don't know if we should do that. Maybe I'll do that next week. But the point is that prophets are not meant to, to lead us. They're not meant to give you direction for your life. You're not meant to go and be telling somebody, hey, what is God saying? And the person will say, that, mm, mm, mm. no, no, not at all. Not at all. Praise God. The Lord is your shepherd. I said the Lord is your shepherd. I said the Lord is your shepherd. There's nothing you will want. Anything that you see, see, relax. Whatever you need, be rest assured that the shepherd, hey, I, I, this thing eh, is so real. It's so real. I wish, I wish Christians can tap into it. It's so real. There's provision for you. Forget. Whatever I look, there's provision. I can never forget. When, 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 when I was, you see, I, I, I was living in my, my parents, you know. Um, my, my, from when I was young, my parents owned their own house. Uh, by the way, I said, Jara, um, statistically, uh, people that grow up in homes that their parents own are more likely to also own homes when they grow. That's statistically, but that's not Jara. But let's go on. So, I, I, I live with my parents and them. Um, they, they own their own house. So I'd never known about paying rent. I didn't know those were hala about rent and landlord. I didn't know anything about that. So I didn't know how much people were paying for rent. So um, when they moved to the village and everything, I renovated the house, got married inside the house, and I was staying in the house. 
Uh, but after a while, the house became small. It was a three-bedroom duplex, so, but it was quite small. All the rooms were small. Me and my wife were, were three people always sleeping on the bed. My books on one side of the bed. I always had books on my bed. Today, I still have books on my bed. Then me on one side, my wife on the last side. So we were managing on that bed. The whole house was becoming small. I now went to buy one big dog. South African Babu. I bought it as an adult. The dog was like a lion. Big. If he stands on his two legs, he's going to be taller than me. But like a lion. I don't buy puppies. You know I don't buy puppies. From puppies, when you buy them as they're cute. When they grow, you find a bush rat. It's not even dog. All puppies are cute. Make them grow. So I only buy adult dogs. I don't buy puppies. I don't buy puppies. So I've suffered that thing before. You buy, has it happened to you before? You buy one cute puppy. Oh, your neighbor likes it. When he grow like this, only you ever Because now antelope, you buy antelope. It's not even dog. You know they back. They cry, not back. <laughs> so since that time, I don't buy uh, puppies. I buy adult dogs. I must see your character. I like dogs that can back, that can fight. That if you are holding it, like everybody will leave the road. I like those kind of dogs. So I went to buy the dog. Full adult dog in that my small compound. Very big dog. It used to break. The dog eventually broke down my gate. From the hinges. You used to see this dog I'm talking about. It was like a lion. Massive. And I bought it adult like that. If you see the, when I went to buy it, I told the guy, I want a dog that is violent, aggressive. The guy said, no problem. He said, go and knock on that door. As I knock on the door, ooh, hit the gate. Boom. Boom, 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 boom. Those dogs were saying, when you hear the back himself, people were not even there nearby, go to run. Boom, 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 boom. You go not see the dog even happy. He's happy about life. Some dog, when they back, now pity, go be there. You go not say, so I suffered too much. What's wrong? What's going on? This dog, ah, it was found and hit the gate. I said, now nah, this kind of dog I like. So I, carried, I bought the dog and it was a very smart dog. As violent as it was, he knows who is his owner. So as my daughter took it home, it resected me. He loved everybody, he was doing well. But the compound was small. But everybody in that street knew that if you have, in fact, they like to watch the film. Anytime anybody's passing, they all come and see their window. Like, this one, they go, trust that now. They were passing, passing, dog, just come and hit the gate, boom, blah, blah, blah. The person go throwing things run. So it was a show that everybody liked to watch. So one day, all those still that do bang, 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 bang. Well, just come. People don't say, hey, this one. You don't know what's in good one. Because that dog hears any noise. Must not be, if you're passing, no noise. No noise. The guy, the bang, bang, bang. As he just pass, the dog just stand up. <laughs> Hit the gate. Boom! And this time, the gate fell. From the hinges. That's how big this dog was. The dog hits the gate. Nobody said they know. They jumped. The whole gate fell from the... This is a bad boy. This man was big, way bigger than this. Way, way bigger than this. one tiny. This one short. <laughs> this one short. Man was way, way, way bigger than this. But this, this is how Babos look. Can I move the picture? Let's continue. This. So, <laughs> uh, man had, had this kind of lion's kind of skin. This kind of um, leopard lion skin. So, um, hit the gate. The gate fell by the hinges. Those kind of dog, when they come out, you don't run. Where they run go? When they come out, you kneel down and beg. The bros. You raise your two hands. Where the wrong go? You are wasting your time. To <laughs> so, so basically, that house became uncomfortable. It became uncomfortable. But I see the problem. I, but I didn't have money to rent a house. But the house became uncomfortable. See, God knows where you are at time. Many people just make decisions. If somewhere is not working for you, ask God. You see, like I've told you, sometimes it's about what you don't do that gives back to what you should do. But many people already go and do their own. So they, they kind of can't even access what God is saying. So, the house was uncomfortable. I didn't have money to rent a house. But I was just clear with God that God, this house is uncomfortable. I didn't just say, hey, I'll move to a better. No, no, don't do that. 
I've moved to a country, that's where I can afford. Relax. Relax. Tell God, say, look, I don't have this money or this money, but this, this is what I want. You are is your shepherd. Tell, don't be afraid. Say, this is what I want. He will tell you this is the best. This, I have something that will give you everything you want. Just follow me. So, I was on my mind my business and God spoke to me and said, you know what? He said, you will leave this house. Um, call your brother. My brother was in the north then. He said, he's going he's to come and he's going to stay in this house. Um, you are going to rent a bigger house. Ah, I said, no problem. I picked the phone. I called my brother. I said, you're going to leave where? Come. My brother was working in the north then. I said, you're going to live where you are. I think it was in Niger State. You're going to come back to Lagos. You will live in this house. Then I'll move to a bigger house. I repeated what God told me. Months after, my elder brother called me and said, ah, they're stressing him at Waco. They even want to post him to Lagos. I should pray. I should have been prayed. I said, no, don't pray. You are going to come to Lagos. I've told you that months ago. He forgot. I said, I told you. They said he wasn't speaking outside. They wanted somebody that could speak outside. So he should come to Lagos. They bring somebody that could speak outside. So they sent him to Lagos as I said. And he and he and his family moved into the house. So I had to move out like, I, like God had told me. And I, and I began to look for a house to move into. You see, that time I'd never know that, what they pay for rent anywhere. Because I, I was always lived in my parents' house that we owned. <laughs> and I had an idea of the kind of house I wanted. Five bedroom, big queue, compound space that my dog can move and I can play. I had dreams. So they took me to go and inspect the first one. Big house, five bedroom, big queue, big space. I said, this is what I like. I said, we'll take it. How much? When they told me the price, never heard that kind of thing before. I, was, I said, we're not buying. This is not deposit for... <laughs> no, it's rent. They said, yes, that's how they're renting it. And you pay two years with agency. I said, ah, thank you. <laughs> but you see, I didn't give up and I continued to search and somehow, God connected me to somebody that had the house um, Gave it at a very discounted price. And those days, in our own days, we used to pay two years standard. Not like now that they collect one year. And those days, you pay two years standard. So the guy said, how much do you want to pay? Do you want to pay one year? Do you want to, do you have to pay two years? That time was a miracle. He collected one year. The agency, I didn't even have the one year rent. But he was willing to collect one year, which was a miracle. Second miracle is I said, he won't collect agency and legal. That time, agency and legal is a major part of the money. Even till now. So imagine if a house was two million, you don't have the two million at all. Agency and legal is together is 400k that you don't, you don't even have the main money. You can't make extra 400k. So imagine if they cut that off. That's how the guy cut it off, collected part payment, this and this. That's how we moved into the house. You see, God knows what you want. But you see, He gave me the instructions how to play out that your brother will come back, he will stay here, you will move out. So what I'm trying to say is that sometimes don't just jump and act. Give your dreams, bring your dreams like this, eh? present it to God, let Him begin to map it out for you. Don't just start running anywhere. Just because it's your, it's your, it's your purpose, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, this, this, I must organize this show. Mm-mm. God, is this what you're saying? I want to organize a show. I want to um, shoot a movie. I, I, I want to um, start a fashion line. There are many aspects you might, might need to focus on. God saying, don't do general fashion line. Just do trousers. And that's it. Or just do shirts. Don't do everything. But most of us as human beings will carry every do shirt, trousers, singlet. Boxers, everything. And you invested all your capital in everything. Then you go and rent one big shop. And God is saying, nobody's doing shop again now. You can sell online. But you have rented, your whole capital is going to shop. And even the landlord today, they're not giving you the key. Place is leaky. I said last week, you have, you have gone to rent house during dry season. Not knowing that everybody in that place has canoe. Once rain start, they bring their canoe from their back. They all have. Only you came with innocent mind. 
you will not be shocked. <laughs> Let's pray. Father, I thank you. I pray for everyone that is under my voice. Let there be divine guidance. Let there be sensitivity of heart. Let everyone here be led of the Spirit of God. Regarding their dreams, their goals, their desires in life. Order their steps in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that they will not go anywhere you are not sending them. They will not enter into any project you didn't authorize. Lord, as your sheep, give us the power to hear your voice and the grace to follow that voice when we hear it in the name of Jesus. I pray this week will be a blessed week for you. Your steps will be ordered of the Lord. Your efforts will yield results this week. You are divinely included in every good. You are divinely exempted from every evil in the name of Jesus. You will find favor where it matters. You will find favor with whom it matters in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412 or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org David's Christian Center, home of victorious people.